Broken crayons. Broken crayons. Broken crayons still color. This is the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast with your host, Shelly Hitz. Each episode contains an inspiring story of hope and healing in Christ. Many times, what we see as our biggest regrets, failures, and mistakes become what God uses the most in our lives. God is able to transform our brokenness into something more beautiful than we can even imagine. He takes our mess and creates a masterpiece. You see, broken crayons still color. Welcome back to the Broken Crayon Still Color Podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Hitz, and today's guest is Brenda Love. Hi, Brenda. Hi there, Shelly. How are you? I am doing great, and I'm so grateful that you're coming on today and sharing your story. And before we jump in, I just want to share with our listeners a little bit of your story. Brenda has known rejection throughout her life. She has never had anyone stand beside her and fight for her, no matter what the cause. In 2007, she and her four adopted children fled from an abusive husband and father. In 2011, one child was diagnosed with reactive attachment disorder. Again, Brenda found herself all alone during the lowest point of her life. And like most mothers, her focus was not on herself, but rather on her children. I'm sure many of you can relate to that. All of them. Even the one child that was rejecting his mother's love a love that he desperately needed but could not accept. It was during this season that Brenda totally had to surrender everything to God in his ways and she has in in ways that she had never experienced before. So, Brenda, I just I've met you in person. I've heard your story. I know it's powerful. But, you know, let's just start off with sharing a little bit like what the broken pieces look like in your life. Well, the broken pieces, um, besides just all the life of, excuse me, a full life of rejection came in, um, the lowest point was in 2011 when my son was diagnosed with reactive attachment disorder. And um, I was faced with trying to protect all four of my children um, at the same time. And it was really difficult to do because um, one was rejecting that and I needed to keep them safe from each other and him safe from himself. Okay, so so just, I had to just for one minute, I'm just going to interrupt just for one minute for our listeners that don't understand what reactive attachment disorder is. Cause I didn't before I met you, <laughs> to be honest, could you explain just a little more of what that looks like so they can understand why this was a low point for you? Yes. Thank you. Reactive attachment disorder is something that happens to children that are traumatized. It can be from the birth. It could be actually a child that is um, birthed to its natural parents and raised, but perhaps that child has spent some time in the NIC unit and they've not had that love and nurturing from a, mm. from a caregiver, whether it's the biological parent or not. In my case, my four children were in orphanages. Oh, wow. And it's very, very likely that, um, well, statistics say that 75% of the kids adopted out of an orphanage will have reactive attachment disorder. Wow. I adopted four. Only one had reactive attachment disorder. So I was very blessed in that. Um, but they tend to fight out against the caregiver because that's the person that is replacing the one that wasn't there. Oh yeah. So, you know, they tend to not trust because they don't, excuse me. They tend to not trust because they know not to trust. Mm. Okay. That's how they were raised. They were just left in orphanage beds or just to sit and cry. And no one was there to feed them, to nurture them, to love them, to yeah. kiss them. So, um, and when my son um, was diagnosed, um, he was acting out in horrible ways. 
and it was a battle going on within his heart um, that needed to be fought. And what kind of ways was he acting out? Um, he was acting out sexually, violently, um, just anything to get attention um, to, um, I want to say this, harming himself was a huge mm. thing. A lot of self-harm, even wow. when he was in stress, he was continuing to harm himself and do things that were totally wrong and has left scars now on his body. Wow. And um, so he was just kind of like a little wild dog that has been caged up mm. and now is trying to um, stand up for himself and to fight for himself because that's all he knew at a young age. Even though um, at the time he came to my home as my son, he was seven. And at this time he was in his early teens, but still um, hormones kicked in and um, he needed to, um, in his mind, needed to take care of himself and was rejecting all kind, all kinds of um, parental or um, teacher guidance, etc. Yeah, so he was being violent and harming himself, but sometimes he would also be violent against you and your kids and your other yeah. children. So, you know, how how did that affect your family dynamic with this one person that was just trying to figure out life and but yet reacting in so many different ways that were hurtful to so many? Our home was definitely fear-filled. Um, definitely fear-filled. Um, they knew they loved their brother, and as well as I knew I loved my son. But at the same time, there was that fear because you didn't know what was going to happen next. And even after he went into some stress centers, um, which was because of self-harm, um, more and more things came to light that had been happening in the home. Oh, wow. So I realized that he needed... Um, a lot more care than what a stress center could give him. And unfortunately, even while he was in the stress center, one of the male nurses um, invited my son to move in with him. Oh, wow. And so then once he was released from the stress center, then I also had that battle to take on because this man knew where he lived. He knew where he went to school. He had, my son had his phone number. He had my son's, all of his pertinent information. And um, I think my son, he hasn't admitted to this yet, but I believe he was terrified of that situation as well inside um, because he only released the man's phone number to a police officer and not to me. Um, but it was at that time that um, we were leaving one hospital, going to another, and um, the song um, from Matt Hammett came on the Caleb, um, all of me about his baby boy Boaz. Oh wow! Um, and if I may, just quickly, you're going to have all of me. You're going to have all of me because you're worth every volunteer. You're worth every facing any fear. You're going to know all my love, even if it's not enough enough to mend our broken hearts. But giving you all of me is where I'll start. And when that song came on, I really, to be honest with you. This is going to sound so terrible, but people in my shoes understand this. You just kind of want to run and hide mm -hmm. and just say, you know, just take him, let this take him and someone fix him. Because I had all these other, you know, I had three other kids at home that also needed some healing from this. And um, when this song came on, God was like, you can't give up on him. Mm -hmm. You can't give mm -hmm. up on him. 
he's never had anyone to stand and fight for him. And he wanted to hold him when he's sad, even though he's rejecting this now, he needs, he needs you to be there for him. And, um, that was my turning point. And, um, at that point in time, I knew that no matter what the future held, I had to fight tooth and nail so my son would get the medical attention that he needed. And unfortunately, there was not um, facilities close by that could give him the kind of help that he needed, that he desperately desired. Yeah, wow. I had to hold back the tears. <laughs> That's so powerful. And yet... Um... You know, the reality is that, you know, it's it's not easy. And, you know, you've had to walk through a lot as a result, you know, just the the broken pieces that have been left behind of with your other kids and with him. And, you know, what would you say has been a scripture that has really encouraged you during this time? There have been several. Um Right after that, we ended up in court. So the biggest thing was persecution against myself for doing what was right. And um, the Lord just kept bringing to mind, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. And I was doing the right thing by, you know, following James 127, you know, um, looking after the orphans in the world. And that was my call upon my life. And this was no longer an orphan. This was my son. And I had to do what was right. And um, so persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. That was a huge one that I claimed every, every day um, because of doing what I needed to do to fight the system to get my son the medical help he needed. So much persecution came my way. Um, Not just through the judicial system, but through family members and people that didn't really know our family at all. I had no idea what was going on here. had no idea how much I loved and prayed for my son on a daily basis. And I had to realize it wasn't about me. It was about my son. And um, no matter what was said about me, God knew the truth. And he would not destroy me. Amen. We were not destroyed. What's the, um, the reference to that verse? Um, 2 Corinthians 4, 9. Yeah, I know somebody needed to hear that today. Mm-hmm. You know, um, say that again, persecuted, but... Persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Yeah, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And I know a lot of you that are listening are going through hard times. Now, you may not be going through exactly what Brenda went through, but some of you may have children that have reactive reactive, (laughs) reactive attachment disorder, (laughs) tongue twister, or you may just have children that are acting out and... Brenda, what advice or encouragement do you have for parents that are going through just a really dark season with their children? To look past the behavior to the heart. Mm. It's definitely a heart issue. Wow. It's a heart issue. The behavior is just a symptom of what's in the heart. Yeah, I just got chills. <laughs> because, you know, it is. It's so easy to focus on the behavior. And it's so easy to focus on that and yet to look past that into their heart and to choose to love. You know, you've chosen, you know, to to stay there and to to stick it out and to love. And there have been some hard choices. And, I mean, we could talk for hours, I'm sure, about everything that you've been through. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I love that. Now, if somebody really resonated with your story and would love to just 
connect more or, you know, talk with you more, maybe even, you know, just, um, you know, just connect with you in some way, how can they connect with you online? They can connect with me um, at www.brendalovecoaching.com, which is my website currently today. It's under constructions for a few more days, probably. My email is brendalovecoaching at gmail.com. Again, that's brendalovecoaching at gmail.com. And um, I also, for parents of children that are orphaned or um, that have reactive attachment disorder or trauma, PTSD. I am the founder of a community of parents of reactive attachment disorder and trauma, and we'll be launching that out in February. And it's really excited about what the Lord's doing with that. You know, it's such a needed thing because I think so many of the parents just feel alone. I don't know. Did you feel that way many times during your struggle? Totally isolated. And so many times, um, Shelly, I would just pray and pray and pray. And I got to the point where I had no words. And I remember one night in December of 2011, my daughter came in and she said, Mom, you need to be quiet because I can't sleep. And I said, excuse me. And she goes, you're wailing. You are just wailing. And I had never heard that term come out of her before. And I realized right then it was the Holy Spirit just praying through me because I had no words. That's how isolated I was and desolate. Yes. And, you know, now you're able to take the the brokenness that's been in your life and God is creating a masterpiece by using you to help others in that same situation to not be alone, to have a community, to have hope and to offer resources and real help to them. So I'm about ready to cry. But it's it's just so awesome. And, you know, your story is truly another example of how God can turn our messes into masterpieces. Most definitely. Most definitely. And, um, you know, I always have everyone close out the show just sharing how God has shared, has created a masterpiece within them. So um, thank you so much for um, being on this podcast, for sharing with us. And are you able today to say, that God um, has created a masterpiece in you? Most definitely. First of all, thank you for giving me this opportunity. But yes, I have been a mess, but now I am his masterpiece. Amen. And I just pray that each of you listening was encouraged, that you were just inspired, and reach out to Brenda. You know, if you are or no, if you or someone you know are in a similar similar situation, definitely reach out to her because there you don't have to go through this alone. There is hope and there is help and um, that is in Christ. But there is also community. And I I heard, I think it was Larry Crabb one time say that we're healed in community. And, you know, if we were just truly being able to be in community, we wouldn't really need as much of the counseling and the other things because community can truly be a place of healing. And I really believe that that's what God's going to do in um, the community that you're creating. So I'm excited for that. And... Thank you for joining us today. And those of you that are listening, if you or someone you know has a powerful story to share, I would love to have you on the podcast. You can apply to be featured um, at my website uh, at ShellyHits.com forward slash story. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast. We have a gift for you. Download Shelly's hand-drawn adult coloring pages, as well as printable scripture cards, and all the transcripts from this podcast at www.brokencrayonsbook.com. If today's story inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a comment on iTunes. 
We love hearing from you, and your encouragement means the world to us. In closing, God is the artist, and our lives are His canvas. What will you allow Him to create from the broken pieces in your life? When you are in Christ, you are His masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece.